Welcome everyone to a Mexican and a redneck follow the world. We're your hosts and surrogate fathers, Juan and Ben. Today we'll be discussing go outside. Just go outside. It's starting to get cold, Ben. So do it anyways. Put on a jacket. Actually, you know, right now is the perfect time to go outside because uh, in the South we uh, we live for fall weather and spring weather. We say uh, it's fall, y'all. Yeah, it's fall, y'all. It's like uh, we survive summer so that we can enjoy the fall. And hide in the winter from the rain. <laughs> yes. Because yes. it's cold and it's ice and it's terrible. <laughs> oh, gosh. Especially when we get that, like, quarter inch of snow and, like, we run out of milk and bread. Oh, it's just horrible. It's never snow, though. <laughs> it's just a bunch of ice and everything's frozen. All right. So, so my experience, nature is one of the best teachers. It, it really is. And too many adults and children in America spend too much time inside. People are stressed. They're weak. They're unhealthy. And there's a very simple cure for all these problems. Go outside. Just go. Go go for a walk in the neighborhood with your kids. Go hike on a trail. Ooh, or take them camping. I took my kids camping this weekend. It was it was it was suburban camping though. It wasn't like we hiked in to like some mystic valley. It was just our backyard. And we set up a tent and threw down blankets and sleeping bags and we had flashlights and we had our little like fire pit and we sat around it and it, it was a good experience, <laughs> but like somebody had to use the bathroom at two in the morning. So I had to wake up and go like walk across the yard and take them cause they were scared of the dark. And they did learn some stuff though. Um, they learned that if you don't have those flashlights, you don't have light. Mm. Uh, it gets cold. I don't know if they knew that it got cold between when they went in the house at night and when they got up in the morning, but they found out at four in the morning, it is freezing. Did you guys cold. use like sleeping bags or we had sleeping bags, but I mean, there's a nylon piece of fabric between yeah. you and all of the world. I've never done that. We had a tent, we had a tent. And then when we had the house fire, it burned down and the tent got burned in it, but so we never actually got to do that. But I wanted to do that, at least in the backyard with the kids. It's a good so, it's a good starter. Yeah. Like you might not want to take them on that like big hike up the Appalachian Trail or something, but just go to the backyard, you know, let them build a fire, have a tent, sleep in sleeping bags. It's 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 a good primer for the adults. I did it as a kid. Like sleeping outside in the backyard just with the sleeping bag. And I mean, it's so much fun. So much fun. And, you know, staying on topic with the episode as far as like going outside. I mean, most kids, I mean, do they still do that? I mean, I mean, I know my kids are going to do that. Your kids are going to do that. But it's like, are kids doing that out there? I mean, I, I don't know. Hopefully. I know. I've talked to other men and they'll take their sons in the backyard and do a backyard camping trip. And that's fun. That's good. It's something. And their kids are young. Yeah. You know, you, you want to have a bathroom close by. And and this is more of a pro tip for anybody who's like, well, I want to take my kids outside and camping. It's like, just just get you a little tent and get in the backyard and give it a go. If the worst that happens is both of you end up cold or frustrated or miserable or whatever, and you go back inside because you're like 10 feet from your house and it's okay. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> that, sounds like a, that sounds like a blast, man. No, because, yeah, that's... Uh... Because I think uh, real nature will actually kill you. <laughs> so, yeah, that's our first point. <laughs> um, you know, uh, nature will kill you because you didn't obey the rules. Yeah. It is designed a certain way. It functions a certain way. And it is not biased or partial to any one of us. It's just going to do what it does. And you, you've got to obey these rules. You know, and, and I, I don't think 
nature per se won't won't actually kill you. It's just that the way that we've chosen to live our lives now in this time, it's we're we're living contrary to nature. So therefore, because we're living contrary to nature, it's gonna kill you. Right. And actually nature won't kill you your ignorance yes exactly that's what i'm saying what's going to kill you yes it's your ignorance (laughs) of nature that will kill you it's because there was a one point where we were very much in tune with nature and we've survived that's why we're here because my grandparents and your grandparents survived nature despite not having ac or cars or piggly wiggly or uh, whatever grocery chains they had back in the day that's right Well, but, you know, it, it's designed a certain way. There, It's just, this is how nature works. Learn its ways, adhere to them, respect them. Because, you know, this is important because you learn that respect for nature and your surrounding and your environment, when your children learn to respect nature, the surroundings and its environment, they'll start going, oh, Oh, okay. Respect is important. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should, I should pay attention. Yeah, I should, I should kind of, I should, I should, you know, respect that that animal over there could very well kill me, or at the very least, hurt me severely. Uh, that tree could fall on me and crush me. Uh, I could fall off this cliff. And these are things you learn on basic nature hikes, and at least where we live. These are things you learn go, letting kids go outside and climb trees and play in the dirt. You know, it's funny because both of you and I have chickens or had chickens at one point. And uh, uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure you've experienced this or I don't know if you've experienced this when you, you, ha- you invite a friend whose kid has never really been around animals and they just get completely freaked out or they're like yes. <laughs> abusing the animal. And then my kids are like, hey, can you take care of that kid before he gets hurt? Because they don't realize that, oh, Roosters will fight back. They do. They do. <laughs> yeah. they, they let you yeah. know real quick. Uh, I can fight back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to go tell my mommy. I'm just going to come at you. Yeah. And cut your face. And they will. They will. Just pro tip. Chickens aren't always cute and cuddly. No, they're not. I, I had a rooster. We had, we've had several roosters and they've and several of them had to turn be turned into soup because of that reason, because they're not, they're cute, but they're not cuddly. <laughs> Well, and, you know, and it's sad, but everyone's, not everyone, a lot of people are too dedicated to staying inside, playing on their phones, watching TV, and, and this, and, you know, the sad reality of it is, is nothing tries to kill you while you're sitting on your air-conditioned couch watching TV. It, Other not usually. I, I, arthritis, is that what tries to kill you? Arthritis will slow, it's the slow killer. <laughs> Diabetes and arthritis. <laughs> They're real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, the, it's there. There are just rules, and, and it teaches you rules about yourself. You know, it's not just these things will kill you, but it teaches you I've got to stay outside and keep moving. I need sunshine for my right amount of vitamins. You need the trees to filter the air and give you that fresh air. Well, you know, it's we forget Ben that we were designed for the environment. We were designed for our environment in which we live in, but because we are the only species on earth that's actually able to conform their environment to meet our needs, we you know, we forget of all the creature comforts that we have which we didn't have before. You know, it's 
and then this is man, I'm a big advocate of having a garden or having some animals in the backyard just so you can have a grasp of like what nature really is like because there's so many lessons there's so many life lessons that I learned as a kid because I grew up in a farm because I spent 90% of my time outside you know it was it was that's that's what that's what I had that's if I wanted to play I had to play outside with my friends there wasn't this oh go inside and play with your video games or whatever you know yeah, well, and and so to our second point, uh, nature is going to make you push yourself if you want to succeed. Oh, that's big, yeah. And and you you man, you dropped such a great example, gardening. You know, I every, every year I'll plant some type of a garden with my kids. It's usually a summer crop. I'm working on my fall crop abilities and or winter crop abilities. I'm sorry, but I I get in there and we we get the soil right. We clean it all up. We get it ready. We plant our tiny little sprigs where it's just this one little stem with five leaves on it. Yeah. And then two months later, we've got this monstrous bush that's just overproducing. Yeah. But they're they're watching it grow. They're watering the garden. My, me and my kids, you know, every night they're watering the garden and they're watching it get bigger, bigger and bigger. And then they're seeing the little buds come out of flowers or whatever it may be. And then you see that little tomato get huge. You see those tiny little flowers on the cucumbers turn into actual cucumbers. And and all these squash and whatever else we planted start just blooming and budding. And they're bringing in handfuls and handfuls. And you can see the joy and excitement on their faces. Like, we grew this. This was nothing. And now we've cultivated it into something that will take care of us. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful analogy about life and raising kids because I feel like nature or gardening, for for instance, is such a is such a great picture of what happens when you put the right plant in the right environment, how it just overproduces, and it's just it's just it's beautiful, it's lush, it's great, and it's like, and I take that analogy with my kids um, to heart because I'm like, I want to make sure that I'm putting my kids in the in the best environment possible so that they can overproduce and uh but i mean you know that's that's something that i've learned or been it's been solidified in my mind because of gardening because of being outside because of being understanding how nature works that's that's such a good point of that that you made if you put your kids in the right environment and give them what they need and cultivate it they will naturally overproduce, but it takes that cultivation. Yeah. It takes that time, that energy, that love, that dedication, that sacrifice as you, the cultivator to get that child to the right place, Mm -hmm. knowing what it needs. You can't treat a, uh, a blueberry bush and, a squash the same. No. They need different things. They need different prunings. They need different amounts of water. They need different amounts of sun. I mean, it, you, and, and there are some similarities, sure, but just the analogy going to children, because I've never thought about it this way with plants and children and the way you're saying it, but they, yeah, they're all pretty much the same. Yeah, you can give them the same things, but at some point to really have them thrive, you got to know what to prune off of them and how to prune them. Yes. You got to know 
what to add to each one based off of the traits it's showing. And so if the leaves on a blueberry bush turn a certain color, I just read this recently, actually, um, it might be lacking in magnesium. Mm-hmm. Um, when you prune it, you got to prune it from the center, you know, and, and you got to get all the dead stuff off, but you don't really need to mess with it until it's about three years old. And there's all these little subtle nuances yes. in gardening that you don't realize until you get in it. And you're like, well, why did my tomato plants die? It's like, well, your soil wasn't right. You overwatered it or didn't water it enough. You know, you, you didn't get your trellis set up right. And there's all these little things where, yeah, it might do okay if you just plant it in the ground, water it once a day and let it go. But we're looking for good producing crops. The same way as parents, we should be looking for those good producing children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it takes knowing that child and spending time with that child, understanding that child, to say, "Oh, I know you need to be pruned this way." And you know, I've, or I've fed this way, and I've used gardening and being outside because that's the topic of this episode. Is you know, spend that time outside with my kids, working on the garden to teach them. Hey, just as we're raising this plant, I am trying to do the same thing with you. And look, and then you know, we have chickens, so we feed the chickens. Chickens poop it out. We collect the we collect the poop. It turns into soil, and then and, and just being able to show that cycle of like how how you can take poop and then you turn it into this rich nutrient environment, and it produces an amazing fruit. And I've used that as an analogy of like sometimes in life you're going to go through situations and you're going to be like, this is just a bunch of crap, but if you use that crap properly, it's going to be the fertilizer for the next event in your life. And, and nature has been a great example of being able to have a visual representation of, of how that, well, what that looks like, you know? And it's, it's just, it's, yeah, it, it's amazing. It, it is, it is. And, and to our third point, nature will force you to slow down yes. by design. Yes. You can't get in a Ferrari and drive down a dirt track. It just doesn't work very well. I have a funny story about this, Ben. I remember the first year, you know, because it's like you think about it. You go to Home Depot, you go to Lowe's, and you buy the plants, and they're in the pots. And then you read the little tag, and it says either 30 days to maturity, 120 days to maturity. Watermelons, 110 days. 80 80 to 110 days. Yeah, it forces you to slow down. It's not like, oh, I'm going to go to Home Depot, get a watermelon plant, plant it, and then next day go get a watermelon. It doesn't work like that. No, no. you. I wish it did. I do, too. That would be much nicer than spending three months watering a plant that has produced absolutely nothing. <laughs> but, but you know, you that slowing down is so important because one thing when I take my kids on a hike, when I and this is just what I experience when I take them on a bike ride, walk around the neighborhood, we're, we're moving at you know, just walking pace. It is slow. There is no phone. There is no TV. There is no radio. There's nothing to do but just look around and enjoy each other. And and I think nature and wildlife, they're there to remind us that life doesn't have to be complicated. Because we really are good at complicating stuff. And when I go out there, it reminds me that sometimes it's okay just to exist. Just exist and be alive. Sometimes that's more than enough. 
just taking time to walk with your kids and have a conversation about the pretty yellow flower or the way that tree looks funny or, oh, look, there's a rabbit over there in the bushes, kids. Was it overwhelmingly eventful? No. But is it building lasting memories? Yeah. Is it relieving stress? Are we getting some fresh air? Are we exercising a little? Am I teaching my kids that you need to prioritize going for a walk? Yeah. And those are some good things to hand down, you know. Those are some great things to hand down. And uh, just, you know, the stress relieving factor of it. I think that's just, it's, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. You, you said it. That's, that's huge. So if you're stressed, go outside. If you have kids, grab them and go outside with them. Your kids are probably begging to go outside. They've probably already asked you. They'll probably ask you right now where to listen to this episode. It's like, can we go outside? It's like, yeah, let's go outside while we listen to this episode. All right. <laughs> so y'all go outside, have fun, and we want to thank you for listening to a Mexican and a redneck father of the world. We love you and we're proud of you.